This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, June 26, 2011. I am second, my brokenness. I thought I would die when I heard the words cancer. I thought it was a death sentence that I would die immediately. Since I didn't smoke or drink or have any of the vices that you would think would cause breast cancer, didn't have even anyone in my family that had breast cancer, I couldn't understand how I would get it. I grew up in San Diego in a very poor area. I didn't know I was as poor as I was until later in life. In my home, I had the extremes. I had light and darkness. My mother was this beautiful, wonderful Christian woman. My father was like the devil. When we would go to church on Sundays, he would stand at the door, wave his fist at us, and curse us for going to church. But I really, really loved what my mother was inside because even though she was an imperfect person, she just overcame everything with her faith. I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior when I was nine years old. That was a result of my mother teaching me and my brother the ways of God. I remember it was at a church one Sunday morning, walked down the aisle and just gave everything to him. That was the beginning of, of many things that would unfold in my life that would lead me to today. I had breast cancer at the age of 34. Everything in my life was turned upside down. I, I really had a wonderful life, husband, three children, and breast cancer came along and just smashed my world. I remember when it became most vivid to me was one morning, not shortly after I came home from the hospital, I looked in the mirror and I said, Lord, please let me see myself the way you see me. And at that exact moment, a warmth just went all through my body, all from my head down to my feet. And I saw that I was a beautiful child to the Lord. I looked at my hands and I said, I have two hands that can serve the Lord. I have two feet that can walk. I have a mouth that can speak. And I can do things for God. And so I... I just gave it over to Him, the imperfection of my body. I gave to the Lord, and I really saw through the beautiful eyes of the Lord what He thought of me. He didn't think of me as a broken person. He thought of me as His child, and He loved me. Life goes on with its troubles, but Christ gives the answers and the strength to go through those things. I had to be broken myself, and I had to live in poverty to understand what women go through and what it would be like if you didn't have the money to get a mammogram or to get health care. 
I had to experience a little bit of that to have the depth of compassion. To start out with all of the negatives that happened and for them to be turned into positives has been pretty amazing to me that God could take everything that was wrong in my life and make it right for my future. The mission of the foundation has such life to it. It's really teaching women that there is life beyond breast cancer. It's taking women who have no hope of giving them hope and giving them not only the physical help, but the emotional support also. I have had a lot of trials. I have had many tragedies in my life, but never has he turned me away. God can do anything. When he wants to get your attention, he can, and he does. Jesus, I accept your love and your forgiveness you're dying on the cross for me. I accept that love and I thank you for it. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior for the rest of my life. My name is Janelle Hale and I am second. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we do say good morning to you. What a, a gift you've given us in this day. Help us see, see that gift and also help us make a difference in the day that you've given us. And now open up our hearts as we continue to worship and praise your name. Help us set any agendas aside that we might have um, when we leave here. And just help us focus on you and your word found in scripture. Lord, there's nothing more that you want for our lives than transformation as we move toward you. So we give this time to you now in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. 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 Uh, Janelle Hale, there in the video. One day life was wonderful with her husband and three children. The next next day everything turned upside down when she learned she had breast cancer and kind of smashed her world, bringing her to the point of, of brokenness. 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 You know, there is a time in my life that I still, quite honestly, don't like to talk about, but I do need to share it with you today. Um, Some brokenness that that I've experienced, um, as I shared last week, since the age of four, I felt that God was pointing my life to be a nurse. And so, All through my little girl life, through my high school life, through my college life at University of Delaware, that was my mission, to be a nurse. Now, I was um, really into school, but I had something called test anxiety. Anybody else have that? Yeah, I mean, I, like, froze 
Well, there are some times that it's okay to freeze, and then there are other times when freezing has some consequences. Back uh, a long time ago, and things are different now, after you graduate from, uh, in my case, from college, you know, or from nursing school, you have to sit for the boards, for the nursing boards. Back then, the boards were five different tests focused on uh, different areas, you know, med surge, psych, maternal child, and, you know, there were five of them, so you'd sit and take one at a time, and when it was, I can remember as clear as day, it was up at Clayton Hall at University of Delaware, and I sat, and it was in this huge room, and my heart's just about pounding, and it was med surge, and I blacked out. I was so nervous, and I blanked, and that caused me to feel even more anxiety. Now, in the meantime, I had been hired at this major medical center in Salisbury, uh, Maryland, and I was working as a critical care nurse. And so as this graduate nurse from University of Delaware, I was given a lot of the more difficult cases. I was used to tubes and IVs and all this trauma-type stuff, which is where my heart was. So I took the test, and you don't get the... Back then, you do now, I think, you didn't get the results for a while. So I'm working in this unit, and I am just thriving and really knowing my purpose. And then the mail came, like in September. And I saw that, in fact, that one test that I blanked out in, I hadn't passed by six points. So I had to take my graduate nurse badge off and put on a nursing assistant badge instead. While I was used to working with respirators and IVs and all kinds of very complicated things, I now was doing bed baths and bedpans. Brokenness. Brokenness. Uh, So what about you? You ever been uh, broken? You ever been to the point where you cried out to God, uh, or at least wanted to, wondering why things were like they were, wondering why you were in the state you were in, wondering where in the world God was, and why your world was unraveling, crumbling, falling apart? Have you been broken, and if so, what, what did you do? The Bible is full of people who were broken. Sometimes they brought the brokenness on themselves, and other times it seems that the brokenness was visited upon them. In either case, we read about many lives who were just shattered into pieces. We see it right in the very beginning with Adam and Eve. Uh, They were told to not eat the fruit of the tree, and that's exactly what they did. And after they did that, their lives were turned upside down. The paradise that they knew became a very, very different way of life. And they went into hiding thinking somehow that God wouldn't be able to find them. Go figure. Life was no longer the paradise 
that they knew they were no longer living carefree as they once did. Mm. And there are other stories. We talked a couple weeks ago about Jacob and and how he, he literally wrestled with God one night and was not only physically broken, but emotionally and spiritually broken in the process. In the book of Exodus, we find a guy named Moses. Most of you have heard of Moses. God appointed him to lead his people through the desert. And, and there was a time when Moses was so broken by the mantle of leadership that he could hardly take another step. We find this in Exodus 17, verse 4. There was so much pressure on Moses, and the people were so upset with Moses because he was taking them into a place where they didn't want to go. And so Moses cried out to the Lord, Exodus 17, 4. Thank there we you. Go. There we go. What am I to do with these people? <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for what you do. They <laughs> that was done on purpose, I'm just not so you can say that. You. What, okay. what am I going to do with you guys? Oh. <laughs> what am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. That was clever. Very clever. All right. In the first book of uh, coming up here, First Kings nineteen, we see Elijah. He's on the run from Queen Jezebel, who wants to kill him. Here's what we read in verse 4. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Boy, <laughs> that's pretty serious, isn't it? Take my life. And then a few verses later, the Lord comes to Elijah and asks him what he's doing there on Mount Horeb, on God's mountain. And Elijah replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites, they rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death uh, with the sword. I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me. He's at the end of his rope, isn't he? He's, uh, he's spent. He is broken. Broken. King David expresses his brokenness in the book of Psalms. There are some wonderful songs of joy and thanksgiving and how great is our God. And there are also a lot of songs that say, God, where in the world are you? I feel so very alone. There's one, it's Psalm 22. It's a really good example of this. David says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Now, you might not have used those particular words, but maybe you have. My God, my God, where are you? We can feel David's brokenness. We can feel that he is feeling far, far from God. And so over and over again, we read of brokenness in the scriptures. And in the book of John, John's book where he talks about the life of Jesus, the gospel of John, 
We see a, a story of brokenness, not with the, a King David or a prophet Elijah or Moses, who's bigger than life. No, we see just everyday, ordinary people in this story. And in so doing, maybe we're able to see ourselves. It's a story of Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. From other stories, we know that Jesus is very close to this family. They're friends. He, he stops there on occasion when he needs a little R&R. That's, this is a, a friendly outpost for him during, in the rigors of ministry. And, and, and yet, anyway, we read in John 11 that, that, that Lazarus was very sick. And, and his sister sent word, Jesus isn't in that town. He's, he's down the road. But they send word to Jesus that, here's, I love this, uh, that the one he loved is sick. In other words, this good friend of his, Lazarus, is sick. And so when Jesus, he got the news, he shared that this would not end in death, he said. It will not end in death and that it will bring glory to God and will glorify God's Son. That's what Jesus says to those around him. But then he does something really curious. You know, he doesn't just get on the road and hop on down to to, to Lazarus' place. It says he stayed where he was for two more days days. And then he told the disciples they were returning to Judea, where Lazarus was. And so when Jesus finally arrived, Lazarus has already been in the tomb for four days. Four days. Have you ever waited for God to do something and felt like it just didn't get done? (laughs) Yeah? Have you ever asked God to do something and you maybe got what you didn't expect? Have you ever prayed that God would make something happen or make something not happen and it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go? (laughs) Have you ever cried out, but God, if only, if only, if only, if only you had been there. That's what Mary and Martha were saying. If only you had been there. God, if only you had delivered. If only, then things wouldn't be the way they are now. If only. Hmm. Well, if you've ever felt that way, you're probably in pretty good company. Amen. Amen. And, and, and the people in this story, they join in that company as well. When Jesus finally arrived, and he wasn't even to the house yet, he wasn't even to the village yet, they hear that he's, that he's on his way, they go out to meet him. Martha, one of Lazarus' sisters, she goes, she goes out to, to meet him on the road. Her sister stays home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can can you just hear the anguish in that voice? Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Wow. You know, and maybe you can maybe you can identify with that. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Lord. If you'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, if you'd been here, this would have happened. Lord, where were you? Lord, we sent word to you. What took you so long? Lord, why didn't you do like we wanted you to do? 
brokenness. Brokenness, um, it takes a lot of different forms. It can take the form of an illness, a, a sickness. There's a lot of different circumstances that lead us into brokenness. Illness like Lazarus or like Janelle, who was in the video this morning, sometimes brokenness comes from relationships. Sometimes brokenness, and, and that's what we saw last week in the Shauna video, that, that brokenness. Sometimes it's brought on by other types of things, a, a circumstance in our control or a circumstance out of our control. It could be um, a lost dream. It could be because of our own poor choices or poor habits. But brokenness happens, and, and no, no matter what or the way it happens, a lot of times brokenness causes distance from God because we find ourselves you know, crying out, and, and we begin to move away. Now the key there is, is we begin to move away because God never moves away from us. In fact, God moves toward us, but we need to take that final step. And so in our brokenness, we have this choice. Um, You know, we can cry out, Lord, where have you been? Or we can just continue to walk farther and farther away. Mm. Now we often feel like Martha, don't we? Lord, if you had been here, it wouldn't have happened. In this case, Jesus purposely wasn't there. I mean, he knew. He could have hustled down the road, couldn't he? He purposely stayed where he was for two more days. You think God would do that? Purposely allow us something to happen, maybe to draw us closer, closer in the words of Jesus, maybe to glorify God and to glorify God's Son. Gee, God would do that. And I guess that's probably true in our lives as well, challenging as that is sometimes for us to imagine, that maybe God doesn't show up when we expected him to. Jesus doesn't show up when we told him to. Maybe they don't deliver the way we had hoped for because they need to deliver in a very different way, contrary to what we thought. I'm lost. Because I skipped to page seven. Okay, so I was so caught up actually in what you were saying, Alan. That, um, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> that happens at home all the time too. See, I was solo last week, and it was like, just talk to me. It happens at me, home so. all the time too. She's just mesmerized. Yeah. <laughs> it's a burden, but you know, you gotta do what you can. Okay. Let's get real now. Okay, so, even though Martha feels broken and expresses this to Jesus, she tells him that, and even though she says, if only you'd been here, she says a very interesting statement next. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Even though Martha is hurting, Even though she feels Jesus didn't do what he could have, 
Even though she is broken, she still recognizes that Jesus is her only hope. He's her only hope. That God will give Jesus whatever Jesus asks in order to bring about change, in order to bring about transformation, in order to make things the way they need to be. So as the story goes on, Martha tells her sister that Jesus was asking for her. Now, Jesus hadn't arrived quite yet. He was still on the outskirts of town. But when her sister got to where he was, she too fell down at the feet of Jesus. And she actually said the same thing that her sister said. She said, If you had been here, my brother would have not died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. What we're told next, though, speaks volumes of who Jesus is and his relationship with us. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her were also weeping, he was deeply, Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Say the next two words with me. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Two words. It's the shortest sentence in Scripture. And in this short sentence, we're reminded that Jesus is compassionate, that Jesus loved. Jesus wept. And even though Jesus didn't deliver or doesn't deliver the way that we hope or expect or the way that they hoped or expected, Jesus wept. Jesus cares. And it's important for us to fully realize in our brokenness that our God, our Savior, is a God of kindness and compassion, one who weeps with us, one who loves us, one who experiences and feels the pain that we feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that sometimes, sometimes we must be broken in order to more fully realize our need for God and our dependence on Jesus as our only true hope in the world. God, God uses our brokenness to, to bring about transformation in our lives. If, if we can somehow let that happen in the midst of the pain we are feeling, in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our grief, in the midst of our trauma. In the case of Lazarus, Jesus, Jesus called out. He, he went to the tomb and he called out in a loud voice, Come out! <laughs> and Lazarus came out. Everybody was a little bit on edge. You know, he'd been in there four days. Like the, when they rolled the stone away, his sister said, It's going to stink. He's been in there four days. He's dead. After four days, though, he came out and he was alive. He came back to life. Martha and Mary had the brother back, didn't they? And in the process, they learned more about themselves and about Jesus. And God was glorified, as Jesus had said, 
and the Son, Jesus, was glorified as well. In the case of Janelle Hale, who we saw in the video, cancer didn't take her life, but it drastically changed her life. It drastically altered her life, and it greatly changed the way that she viewed herself. It changed the way she thought of God. It changed the direction of her life. When she got the disease, she was broken. But in time, she was able to see herself. And this was her prayer. Let me see myself, Lord, the way you see me. She asked God that. That was her prayer as a beautiful child of the Lord. And she focused, we heard this in her testimony, she ended up focusing not on what she was losing, but how she could be used, how God could continue to use her to serve, using what she did have. She said, using my hands, using my feet, using my mouth. And here's a real gem that she shared. She said, God didn't think of me as broken. In other words, he didn't think of her as she was thinking of herself. He didn't think of me as broken. He thought of me as his child, and he loved me. And he loved me. And then she went on to say that it is amazing how God can take everything that is wrong in our lives and make them right for our future. She'd had this uh, childhood of poverty. And she had breast cancer, and he took both of those things so that then she forms this foundation to make people more aware of the disease she had and to allow women who were in the position she was in poverty, who don't have the money or the insurance to get the the mammograms, and this foundation then makes that possible. He took, God took what was wrong and made it right for the future, working through her for others. Isn't that just awesome when you think about it? She, notice she didn't say, God took away all my troubles, did she? He, didn't t- he took all my troubles away. No, that wasn't what she said. No, no. What, she said that she had many trials and tragedies, but God never turned her away and here's, the, here's, here's what she said. She said, God can do anything he wants to get your attention. That's a little scary, <laughs> isn't it? It's a little scary. God can do anything he wants to get your attention. He can and he does. Well, in my case of my brokenness, um, God got my attention. <laughs> My pride was wounded. I felt dumb. I already had that problem. And so this just kind of sealed the deal. But what happened in that next six months is that I gained some compassion and maybe even some skill that I might not have done had I stayed in that other position. And I watched some of my colleagues say, Carrie, go do this, or Carrie, go do that. And I'm like, wow, okay. And I became someone who vowed to treat everyone from the maintenance person to the physician with equal 
respect. And so I, I was in this place where I learned some compassion that I might not have had before, and I was totally and un- utterly dependent on God to get me through that in my life a really, really tough time. Well, I took the test, and I waited, and then the mail came, and and I passed. I only had to take that one. I passed, and the next day I got to take off the nurse assistant pin and put back on the registered nurse pin, and, and I was back on that fast track, and I actually didn't lose any time, but I gained a whole lot during that six months of time to make me who I am today and now as a a very part-time nurse for Delaware Hospice, what a privilege it is to to bathe and to do all the things that I might have thought I was too good to do at one point and now it's a a part of my life that I value and um, Am I glad it happened? Probably yes. Because it's a part of who I am, and without that, I would be different. So how about you? Brokenness from the past, maybe brokenness right now in your life. And you know, when, when we're broken, we, we basically have a choice. Uh, we rarely stay neutral. We usually either turn away from God or turn toward God. Kick God aside, just like those, <laughs> just like those papers. That was good. Or embrace God. It's rare we just stay in the middle. As we shared last week, we can get bitter, or we can get better. We can get better, and it's our choice. We're going to get bitter, or we're going to get better. If, if we get bitter, it's probably not going to be real healthy. Probably not what God's plan is for us. If we can get better, we can draw closer. And God can use those, that brokenness, not only for his glory, but for our transformation. For his glory and for our transformation. And, 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 and when we allow that, broke, through that brokenness, we come to realize that our only, <laughs> our only salvation is in Christ. In our brokenness, we realize, I, I can't save myself, can I? Because this brokenness is beyond me. I need someone else. And the one and the only is Jesus the Christ. In our brokenness, we come to realize that, yes, in fact, God in Christ is first. And that leaves me, I am second. I encourage you during this last song, give some thought to that. If there's brokenness in your life, maybe there's some brokenness that you thought you dealt with, but maybe it's still there, maybe it's still chewing at you, maybe it's still having trouble dealing. Maybe take some time. Talk to God about dealing with that brokenness and what he wants you to do, how he can use that brokenness, not only for his glory and your transformation, but maybe to help somebody else as well. So that once again, God will be first and we will be
Let's pray. Holy God, well, it's tough knowing that you would do anything in order to get our attention if that's what we need. It's a little scary, but I want to thank you because a little bit of pain certainly beats a lifetime of separation from you. I pray for each one here, Lord. I pray over any brokenness in this congregation this morning. I pray any brokenness in the lives here in this room today or in the lives connected with those in this room today. I I pray that we can come to you, that instead of getting bitter, we can get better and turn not away, but turn towards you, embrace you, and say, God, here, I am yours. I am broken, but I surrender to you. It's in Christ, in your Holy Spirit, we pray, Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers.